Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the garage. This is the Brothers Ketchup, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to just catch up. That is all we ever do. That's all we're doing. Leave us alone. Stop giving us a hard time. With me, as always, is my brother. Uh, Frankie. I didn't say who I was. No. You don't need to know. You should know by now. <laughs> you should don't know. know. Put respect <laughs> on that name. Go back. Well, the mailman's here. See, you, this you is get what the our tax Do we want to get the mailman on the podcast? Sir, will you come and... Sir, what oh. do you think about oh. vaccine oh, think mandates? Coming on the podcast. I think he's coming on. Oh, no, he's not. My you car was too in. close. Well, I appreciate it. Damn. Wow. What a great start. Uh, how are you? I know we're all stressed. High stress. But I think that I think that shows that I think everyone in the country right now feels that. Yeah, but mine's like different. Mine's just like I don't have a car. I think everyone's got their own. Oh, for sure. I think it's. I think. And I, more. I think the like humanity's tension level is being honestly, pushed. Honestly, I do try to do that a lot. Whereas, like, no matter how bad things are going for me, I always try to like put it in like a perspective. Like, okay. Well, is good it, we got the Rav. Is it that bad? It's like no, I'm able to have a car from someone else, from you. It sucks, but like it's not the end of the world. You just gotta get through it and keep moving forward. Yeah, that's the mantra. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving. You can't die if you're moving. I keep moving. I stay committed. <laughs> like one foot in, one foot out. Don't say gonna sue us. From house to house. <laughs> uh. Well, I'm glad you're in good shape. You seem like you're in good spirits. I'm trying. Doing my best. I... I'm teaching fitness classes. That's right. On trampolines. Yeah, it was fun. I got one of my kids to throw up. Wow. Yeah. So, man, that's a success. <laughs> he was he was so exhausted. <laughs> he threw up. That he threw up. And I was like, win. <laughs> How old was he? Like 19. Okay. If you would have said eight, I would have been like, no, oh, no, I'm not, no. Everyone in the class was like eighteen and up. So well, they're all right. like adults. Well, the people do that for like hot yoga, so might as well do it for yeah, a right? trampoline. Now, it was weird as long as you don't throw up. There were like six people who were like either like really good high school athletes, or like currently college athletes, or going to be college athletes. And they were like, "This is this Boring is so lame. easy," and I was like, "Well, that could throw up, so it could be that easy." And you gotta make it accessible for like yeah, like it has to be like you have to be like a forty-five-year-old mo- mother and be able to do this class. Yeah. So, are you getting paid for this class? Eventually, at some point. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Well, things are great here. No stress. Everything is <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Life is perfect. <laughs> So, I do have a topic that I was thinking about. Okay. I think one of the things that I would pride myself on, like, if I have to say, like, what about my political philosophy that or opinions do I feel worth sharing? Because, like, I think the people who share political opinions feel like they have something to share. What about it do I have a knack for? And I think my knack is for identifying the political countercurrents and arguments. And the reason for this is because I grew up, millennials out there who are listening, grew up with social media, and you've tracked those social media trends. 
in the last five to six years is something we say all the time, the internet has changed. And one of the consequences of that change, now I've disconnected from the internet a lot, so I feel I've lost a lot of that connection to a lot of these like movements and and changes in a lot of ways. I think the internet's a lot very different now too. And it's very different. It's much harder to like it doesn't pulse because it's less organic. Finding the authenticity in the online space is really hard. It's like a really tough thing to navigate. Well, AI bots have taken over most discussions all over the place, and like half the people I'm arguing with, there's no way they're real people. It's just like their their Twitter handles like fade away. Like, literally, like, something like that. Like, oh, feed away, or, like, protect humanity, 5596. And then their profile picture is, like, a beach. Or a mom. Or, like, a cartoon. Like no anime cartoon. Yeah, like, no one uses the real name, the real picture. But that's not different. It is. The internet was better when it was anonymous. When When I was first on Twitter in, like, 2009, like, I don't know, you were either... It was really your name and your face, or it was an egg. That was it. So you, like, you knew who people were. You knew they were like, real people with opinions. But I still think it's better like when Reddit was completely anonymous and 4chan. But that's different. Those discussions were... And same with Twitter. Like I think that, I think that the anonymity gives people the comfortability to say things... That's to say things more freely. But in the age where things are tracked... Well, a lot of the times people are saying things with anonymity is because, truly, like people are scared to lose their jobs. Yeah. But that goes to show this whole moment we're in where people's jobs and livelihoods are being held over their head in exchange Correct. for something else, and you're told that's not coercion. I made the analogy earlier today and it's an inarticulate and undelicate and probably insensitive and inaccurate analogy but all analogies by definition are inaccurate there's no perfect representation of one thing by representing it with another thing but it's like if someone bursts into your house and held a gun to your head and said Hey, you're going to choose whether or not I shoot you in the head. You just have to let me fuck you. If you say no, I'm going to shoot you in the head. But it'd be your choice. So do you want me to shoot you in the head? That's it's what a, that's It's like. a vulgar analogy. Yeah. But no, I mean it it works. <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's like just all I've well, just it, let me jab you with this. It's everything. It's like it's this whole pretend... We've been pretending for years now that we have a choice in anything. Right? Yeah, we, don't, we have no choice. Like, guy, Well, okay. I was thinking about... Every once in a while, like, I, I like to, like, think deeply about a Facebook post. <laughs> or, like, a Twitter post. Whatever. Something I'm gonna, like, put out there. Yeah. A lot of the times, it's just, like, off the cuff, whatever I'm feeling, and it's not, like, that serious. But if I'm, like, thinking of a serious one. So, like, last night, I'm laying in bed, and I was like, I'm... It turned out, I was like, I'm not gonna post it, because I couldn't really, like, find a point to it. But... It wasn't enough to stop everything for 15 days to slow the spread. It wasn't enough to lock things down and make people uh, sequestered in their own home. Lose their jobs. Gut the economy. It wasn't enough to, to ruin our economy. It wasn't enough for 
countless n- number of people who've lost their lives because they couldn't get to hospitals. They killed themselves. Killed themselves because they, they were heroin. Because they were scared. Because they were scared of, of COVID. Right. It's a nightmare. It wasn't enough that everyone had to wear masks in the social distance. It wasn't enough that we 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 got a vaccine faster than ever before, and it wasn't enough that it got to the people who wanted it. That wasn't enough. No. So at, why should I think? If I get this vaccine, it's going to end. It's going to change everything. There's going to be more. You guys keep giving me more shit. You can't stop giving me more shit because we've been doing it for over a year and a half. I'm not so doing it your way. I'm not doing it your way because your way sucks. Fire me. Throw me in a can. Your way sucks. Take my head. In the Bible, I've, I've, I've really started committing to this Mark of the Beast idea. I didn't want to get into this on this podcast. <laughs> it's the moving goalpost, man. I like to now be... If, if we're... I've always been this way. But once, like, they started with the Nazi analogies and the white supremacist stuff and the xenophobic and the racist and the homophobic, all that stuff, back in the 2015 primary era and then going forward, and that was, like, the political cudgel, you almost want, at this point, to just say, take... All of your moral superiority. All of those judgments. I don't care. I'll lean into your crazy... I'll be the crazy guy. I don't want to take it because I think it's the mark of the beast. Because I think literally Satan himself is pushing this on humanity. And I don't want it. And if that's not a good enough answer for you, I don't care. I don't need any more justification than just that. That's where I'm at. Because I read all sorts of stuff. The science. I watch the the testimonies in Congress. I look at the social media posts and I read the the new CDC guidelines and all of this. I read the Bible. I'm not an overly religious person, but I'm spiritual. Something's not right. You've messed with my spirit to the point now where I'll die for this here. I'll do whatever. You can take my livelihood. I'm willing to sell my house. We're talking about this. It's, it's, like over, like this is real shit, it's man. Only being a martyr at this point. <laughs> I don't, and I don't. Now, I, I'm not going to do anything different. I'm going to kind of. I'm sorry. I'm going to take all everything you just said there. And we're going to ignore it for a quick second. Good, because I I have a thought. Good. That I know I'm going to forget, and I want to get it out there. Back in the days of Salem, yes. During the witch trials, here's my question. Sure. Because I don't know. I don't know much about the witch trials at all. I tell you, I'm going to be real honest, may not have even been real. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been just a made-up time. Did I read about that? Is that real? It's, it's, it's a real okay. thing. Who was the driving force behind the like the idea of like a witch hunt, right? Obviously, all the people were, you know, they were, they were looking for witches. But, that was, but yeah. was it the people... Or was there a force above the people who was like, we have to worry about the witches? And the reason why I was thinking that is because of this video that I called you and talked to you about today. At the Colorado Rockies game, there was a man who was screaming at the purple dinosaur mascot named Dinger. And that got misconstrued as him just blatantly yelling from the stands at a black athlete, the N-word. Yeah. And... Everyone freaked out. We're trying to cancel this guy. And it's... I'm seeing it in real time. Like, this feels like... 
what I imagine what the witch times in Salem must have felt like. Like, this constant, like, if anyone does anything remotely wrong, we have There's to find out who that is. They have to lose their job. They have to do all these things. We have to persecute them and get them out of society. And it's like, he was saying hi to a mascot. Like, we gotta, we gotta be better as people. I hate that phrase. What? We have to be better? I, mean, I hate the we gotta be better. I hate what people no, say. No, we have yeah. to be better, for real. It's so lame. I don't think it's lame. Why are we why are we attacking everything and everyone? Well, I agree with you that there's room for improvement all around, but the just the when people say the ambiguous we need to be better, it's not I don't think it we humanity is humanity. We have to accept our flaws. We don't accept our flaws. We have to but accept that doesn't that feel like a flaw. The flaw it would be if that person really was saying the n-word the flaw is like we have to ex- just accept that like there are people in this society that do that right that's the flaw i don't think it's a flaw that we are constantly looking for it and are constantly trying to drag people down police each other yeah like that's not a flaw that's that's something we've learned we've learned that right we're being, we've been conditioned yeah like it's not innate well, we jump. The media has us all strung so high that we go to these extremes. So we, so back to the original point now, because we've gone so far off track about your counter. Yeah. So what I've recently seen on social media, I know, I nowhere near think I'm as good at this as I used to be, but I think that there's a propaganda narrative coming out against conspiracy theorists or the alternative thinkers, or the people who don't want to get the vaccine, to imply that the people in the anti-vax camp are now just... Because I've seen it multiple places, and I've heard heard it expressed in different ways. And a lot of this is could be organic, but you call it propaganda because it's just a narrative that's being pushed out there, and it can go in either direction. We, on this side of the aisle, if you agree with the things that we say, are essentially spreading propaganda in the alternative way. However... The, the narrative that people are just contrarians, but like extreme contrarianism, like you just jump to the opposite of what the mainstream says. Like that's the idea why some people don't want the vaccine. And that is, I think, how they want to frame people like me and you and I, especially, especially on... Um, how do you manage to always knock out the mic? My big feet. Why aren't your feet on the ground? Why are they the, near the, the computer? Cord, the cord is on the ground. I stepped on it. But I think that that's what they're—that's the new cudgel. And I wanted to address being but, a contrarian because that's something I've described myself as in the past. But I don't think it's just contrarian. It's that definitely like not. Fifty percent of New Jersey just is unvaccinated. Is that what like, it is? Where is like that number wa- from? Uh, I saw that number today. I don't know if it's accurate. I, I wouldn't be I surprised. I may have just spouted it nonsense, but I saw it today. And if that's the case, like, let's just pretend that that is the case. If that's if half the state is unvaccinated, how can we... How can we... Like, how can anyone trust any numbers? No, I just mean like... That, how, these, that these institutions are putting out now. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, wait, where did I see? Because I've seen, I've seen it from. Weren't we at like sixty nine percent vaccinated? 
thought the country was like approaching the goal of 70% vaccinated. Oh, hold on. I think I found the person who was tweeting about it. Do you follow Woke Zombie? No. Woke Zombie sounds like an informed individual, though. Woke Zombie is someone who is obsessed with COVID in the state of New Jersey and just tweets about it all the time. Okay. Here's her Twitter bio. Just a typical data-loving Jersey girl. Pronouns. Muppet. Clown. Um, yeah, so she just, like, shits on all the COVID numbers and is like, she just follows numbers. Like, this girl doesn't do anything... Uh, so I think she was the one who tweeted today about New Jersey only being like half vaccinated. I wouldn't be surprised, but I can't find it, so I could be. Wrong. All right, so let's say I'm wrong. Let's say it's not that. But okay. there are places in the country that are very sparsely vaccinated. Also, I don't know how if we. No, never mind. I don't even want to bring it up. Go. Well, I don't. I I want to say like I think I am often contrarian. I think that's unfortunate. I wish my opinions were not the contrarian opinions. Of course, people who have opinions that are different from the mainstream are going to be labeled contrarian. But Wait, I. But if now hear me out. Yeah. If everything I say is a lie. Yes. And you dispute every one of my lies. Does that make you a contrarian? No. No. <laughs> so like, so I if I'm just out here just lying about everything, and you just correct every one of my lies, I'm pff, what a contrarian you are. And I think this. Is Why won't you go go with my lies? We get into the to the territory of like semantic argument then, because. The media doesn't lie about everything. If we're being fair, they don't. But they misrepresent a lot of things, and they selectively curate the narrative that goes forward. Well, they never lie. Have you seen their fact check? <laughs> well, that's, they're that's, honest all the time. That's where you go. So, I think we run into a problem because people, I think, who are on the fence or like being would be considered contrarian, quote unquote, often don't share the same views with each other. Like, people who are outside the mainstream who can... The conspiracy theory umbrella that's now been created by the mainstream. It's the mainstream that creates the con, the contrarians. It's the mainstream that constructs the conspiracy theory network. It's not the conspiracy theorists. It's not like the alternative truth tellers. The people who are saying, like, I don't really believe the story of 9-11. Want to be un- skeptical of 9-11. But the range of which things believe varies from person to person. So one person might say, I think that JFK was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald and he acted alone. But I also don't think 9-11 is what I think the narrative is. And this changes for everyone. So not everyone is a contrarian. So this whole big block of people who are anti-vax are not all in the same school of thought on every topic they've just all been pushed out of the mainstream by the mainstream and they're creating a bigger and bigger pool of people who now distrust them on everything correct because of their positions on usually it starts with one thing and then the because you've been pushed out or exposed to the lies because of your seeking of truth for that one thing that one kernel of information that seems to be misled or obscured and maybe maybe that's why the 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 media just keeps getting more and more 
divisive and more like frantic, out, like out there. It's like we have to control because they're controlling less and less of the people. So they have to make those less people just like I don't want to say crazier. To, but well, like, it's like a, it's like cult behavior. Like you have to make sure that. You can't lose those people. Yeah, so it's got to be more and more sensational because if they get bored or look elsewhere, they might uncover the truth. It's literally like uh, like magic. Yeah, it's, it's black funny because we talked about magic, yeah. but it's it's sleight of hand, right? It's, it's like, hey, look over here at at what's going at on. What we're saying, and they're distracting you from what's really going on. Like if COVID and then they're ends. just calling the contrarians people who go, hey, but this is really going on over here. Like, just shut up and look at my hand. We're at the point now where only only. I don't want to minimize it, but in the context of historical perspective and the amount of people that are actually exist in this country right now, 610,000 people dying over the course of now what's closing in on two years is not that many. No. How many people die in the U.S. a year? The, the swine flu over the course of, I think, the same time period is, is almost more, I think. I think. The swine flu? Yeah. The 2017 sure? swine flu, I think, over the course of two years, killed 1.4 million people. COVID's not going to get to 1.4 million people. And these are people with COVID, not from COVID. And we can get into that semantic debate. So my whole point is simply that the hysteria that's being caused, like, what if we weren't looking at COVID? We'd be forced to look at everything else that's happening in this country. Well, I was saying this yesterday, and we've talked about this on this very podcast. Uh, why aren't we celebrating the flu? <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> we did. Like, we we fixed the flu. It's such a, it's such a scary proposition. The 2009 H1N1 swine flu pandemic. 2009. What did I say? 17? God yeah, forbid. I knew, I knew you were wrong. <laughs> but sorry. 2009 feels like yesterday. Uh, 575,000 people worldwide. Worldwide? Yeah. Uh, over how long? Uh, doesn't say. I don't know how long that is. Tell you, let's ask, how many Americans did swine flu kill? Also, it should be noted, since the 2009 H1N1 pandemic, the H1N1 flu virus has circulated seasonally in the U.S. It's like... <laughs> The swine flu still exists. Like, yeah. that exact flu is still just around. And I don't think... And I think this is... Like, the flu shot exists, right? Like, you can get the flu shot, and you're gonna still probably get the flu at some point because it's just kind of like a guess, and you could still get it. That's what COVID is. This is what, like... So what... Why do we have to pretend like we need to shut everything down again? Just go out into the world and live. And if you die, you die. You can die a million other ways. You can get hit by a car tomorrow. What are you looking up? 500,000 people die of the seasonal flu annually. Except for... 500,000? <laughs> That's not real. Where did you get that number? For comparison, CDC estimates the global H1N1 death toll at 284,000, and the WHO estimates that 250,000 to 500,000 people die of the seasonal flu annually. That's Wikipedia, so it's probably bullshit. But that's what it says. Uh, 
flu deaths in U.S. I'm yeah. saying like sixty thousand. That's the U.S. It's impossible to use Google these days. Isn't that crazy? Well, because you only get the things that they want you to. It's like everything that you come up with first is like so unrelated. Deaths. All right, we got thirty-seven thousand in two thousand ten to eleven, twelve thousand, then forty-three thousand, thirty-eight thousand, fifty-one thousand, thirty-eight thousand, sixty-one thousand. 34,000 and 22,000. So, there's none. There's like 2,000 this year. Hmm. The point is pretty simple. <laughs> it like hurts. Just stop. Like, let's just stop. Like, we don't have to do this. Like, that's like what. Like, we're all doing this ourselves. We don't have to. We can just ignore everything about COVID and just live your life. If you want to get the vaccine, go get the vaccine. If you don't want to get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. I don't understand why it has become. I do. Yeah, I guess that was bad. I mean, I do too. (laughs) I do get it. I know exactly why. But in the end, we have to recognize... That if we weren't talking about COVID, what would we be talking about? We'd be talking about the election that happened. And the economy. And the economy. And the fact that there's totalitarians in the off in the White House who have people in prison for no crimes, who have wars going on for again twenty years. It's the, gonna be the twenty year anniversary of nine eleven, dude. The twenty year anniversary, we still don't know what happened. It's the most horrifying thing to me. <laughs> and you're still and you're still nuts if you have any questions about what Bush and Cheney knew. <laughs> they lied. We all knew these things a few years ago. No, not anymore. <laughs> Why are we back? We re we rewrote history. <laughs> what a crazy thing. So they're gonna come for us. They never lied about the weapons of mass destruction. Oh, so I was talking about the book of Revelations earlier. The people who don't get the mark of the beast apparently get beheaded. So that doesn't seem likely for a vac- not getting a vaccine. I don't know what I was. That's a what way of death would make you get the vaccine? <laughs> like execution, fine. Just shoot me. I don't care. Beheading, that's kind of cool. What if it's like drawn and quartered? I might get the vaccine. Drawn and quartered sounds awful. <laughs> It'll be over soon. Do you know what a Judas... Not soon enough. Uh, it's called a Judas Spike? Or Judas Seat? Do you know what that is? I don't think so. Alright, picture a stool. Yeah. But instead of like a flat stool thing that you sit on, it's a picture of a spike. And then they, they chain you to the thing above it. And then they lower you down onto it, and then the spike just slowly just until it comes around. That's like Vlad the Impaler shit. Yeah. 
So like, I would get the vaccine if they were like, "This is what we're gonna do." I'd be like, yeah, I'll get it. I'll just get it. Pray. <laughs> just pray. Just pray. Now's a great time for prayer. Remain steadfast in the Lord. Now's a good time for prayer and for everything else. Well, that's why I was. I asked you earlier if you saw my Twitter thread. No. You should check it out. It's funny. Well, it's about praying. I don't want to toot my own horn. I found it funny, and I often find myself funny, but no one does. No one else does. So. But you might find it funny. Is it about praying? Kind of. <clears throat> I pinned it to my profile. That's how much I liked it. Um. So Trevor Moore died. Oh, yeah, they killed him. Even if they didn't kill him, they killed him. And I don't give a shit when celebrities die. Like, even ones I like. I'm like, ah, that's sad and... You know, but at the end of the day, I don't know these people. And like, if I died, do they care about me? No. But Trevor Moore. Yeah, that's upsetting. That one, that that, it sucks because he's like one of those few people who's just kind of. It's not like everything he did was directly like calling out this like elite secret society, but I mean, he was undoubtedly a pretty prominent conspiracy theorist in the the Hollywood space and he's dead due to an accident at the age of 41 I don't know what the accident was what it could have been but it just the articles just say accident so rest in peace Trevor Moore if you don't know who Trevor Moore is I highly suggest you just type his name into the YouTube machine and just you'll have fun for hours watch the whitest kids you know a lot of great content. Yeah. Yeah, it was really sad. Shook, shakes you up when they get the conspiracy guys. It's not fair. It's like an unfair advantage that they get, like, everything, but then they can also kill you. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed that. <laughs> like, if one of us gets into the to the Hollywood circle and is famous, that's just a lot. You lost that one. Now you just have to suck it up. Yeah, come on. Can't have one guy who's trying to let us in, on the, and it's not even like he's prolific or prominent. No, he may be prolific. But um. So yeah, that's that's about all I have, I guess. Okay. Well, I'll read your Twitter thread, and I'll get back to you on that. It's a good one. All right. I will squirt you later. We're not contrarians. We just we just have opinions that are different from like. You have to get vaccinated or else you lose everything. That makes you a contrarian. How (laughs) dare you think opposite of me? You need to be exterminated. I mean, vaccinated. Do you think we spent four years under Trump just calling everyone a Nazi and calling Trump a fascist? Do you think people understand that, like, now... We are living through something that's way more similar to fascism than anything that happened under Trump for four years. They don't, you think that's setting in to them? They don't see it that way, man. You know how many people I had to talk to about the kids at in the cages at the border? Something that like existed, be- something that existed before, existed during, and, and existed now, now. And we've only talked about it during Trump. During Trump, yeah. 
It is pretty wild. You don't care. You can't convince me you actually care about anything. No. Because you're all just bitches. Who just bark at whatever they tell you to bark at. Yeah, so... And we're sick of it because you're getting, you're getting out of up. your lane If you're now. listening to this and you don't agree with me, shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Stop listening to my podcast. I'm so sick of it. <laughs> don't worry, they're not listening. <laughs> yeah, good. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Alright. We'll squirt you later, everyone. Bye. I haven't looked at this since I wrote it, but I'm going to read it. It's that version of the Battle Hymn of the Republic. Oh, okay. All right, Are you so going to sing it? No, I might like... I think you should sing it. ...rhythmically recite it. But I, like I said, I haven't looked at it since, since I wrote it, and I was going to edit it, but I haven't really edited it. You should edit it. So... Then we'll record it and put it out. Battle Hymn of the Republic is one of my favorite songs. Great song. And it's a Civil War era battle hymn, and I love I love a good battle hymn, and it might be the best one ever. There's a rewrite of the song called "Blood on the Risers," which was written kind of as like a parody song for the first paratroopers who were training to like jumping out of airplanes. If you just search uh, "Blood on the Risers" on YouTube, there's so many great videos of like. Uh... Like graduating uh, airborne military groups, like at their graduation, that like sing it, and you could—it's so funny because that song is so good. But the uh, like the crowd, like is their family members who are there to watch them graduate, yeah, and they don't know the song. And they're, they're like horrified. Yeah, it's so funny, but it's so good. So because of the current moment, this was already a month ago or more. I wrote, and I may have mentioned it on the podcast, I can't remember, a version of it, just like to the tune of it, but like with mo- like different lyrics. And I liked it, so I was going to share it on the podcast here. And we'll yeah, see. Let's, let's see. Maybe I will sing it. I think you should. Alright. Do you need me to play any? Nah, it's alright. Okay. We'll do like a little, kind of like a melody. Perhaps it was around the time Columbus sailed the sea that the world first encountered a secret society whose sole goal and ambition was to keep men from being free. But we're not gonna take no more, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what What a wonderful wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die, so we ain't gonna take no more. Right? The fathers of our founding took their destiny in hand. When the tax became unbearable, they chose to make a stand. They proudly spilled their blood in hopes to liberate this land. They said they weren't gonna take no more, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. 
Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. So we ain't gonna take no more, no more, no. For a while it had seen we'd never conquer our divides. But as sure as we are blessed, it's assured that God provides. Oppositions only serve to fill our hearts with pride for spacious skies. And we're not gonna take no more, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. And we're not gonna take no more, no more, no. The first time we fought our brothers, we realized that no one won. When tension started rising, we thought again it had begun. Now we rely on one another to put our captors on the run because we aren't gonna take no more, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. So we ain't gonna take no more, no more, no. A few more verses. I once knew a petty liberal who had venom in his mouth. He'd crucified the mission, told us all to go back south. We ignored his vitriolic words, and we, and in his face we'd shout that we aren't gonna take no more, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. So we're not gonna take no more, no more, no. They said we'd never beat them cause their numbers were too vast. They said that they'd defeat us swiftly or death would find us fast. We assured them it didn't matter, yet we were certain we could last. And we weren't gonna take no more, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. And we aren't gonna take no more, no more, no. We took the crooked politicians, all the grifters and the rest. We gave them all a Bible for them to clutch against their chest. We showed them all what freedom was because America does it best. And we aren't gonna take no more, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. And we aren't gonna take no more, no more, no. There's more. You want more? Yeah, keep it going. All right, I got I'm four on here. Got four more verses. I didn't write the chorus out for these last four verses, so I don't know if they're finished. Again, I haven't recorded this. I haven't visited this since. This I is wrote perfect. It. No. This is great. This is exactly how I wanted to come out. All right, perfect. <laughs> They thought that they could stop us if they could only get our guns. They knew we'd never let them, so they tried to subvert our sons. Before they had succeeded, we had already won. Because we weren't gonna take no more, no more, no. 
Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die again. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. I can't hear you. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. And we aren't gonna take no more, no more, no. Our enemies were foolish. They thought themselves to be elite. We figured it was worth our lives to try to make them taste defeat. They didn't know how many of us wanted to drag them through the streets. And we weren't gonna take no more, no, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die again. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. And we aren't gonna take any more, no. We make our choice without the knowledge of what the future has in store. Be but the cause is always righteous when the good men go to war. I'd rather bleed out in the fields and be captive on the shore. And I'm not gonna take no more, no more, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. And we aren't gonna take no more, no more, no. Last one. The Lord sacrificed his only son for our eternal liberty. Christ provides us with a bounty stretching from sea to shining sea. So it's our duty and our honor to die again to ensure that men are free. And we aren't gonna take any more, no, no, no. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. Glory, glory, what a wonderful way to die. And we aren't gonna take no more, no. Right? It's not I have bad. an idea. Yeah. So the whole time, yep. I'm looking at the flag. Okay. We should make a time. Got it. Doesn't matter what time. You can pick the time. Okay. It could be 7.06. <laughs> but it has to be exact. Okay. It could be 7 o'clock on the dot. doesn't matter. Okay. Me and you. Stig, it'll start. Just me and you. Every single night at that exact time, you stand outside right in your driveway and you sing. No one. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm sitting. Hear me out. No one's going to really pay attention for a while. But you know what? If you do that every day... <laughs> They're going to be people who are like, what? And they're going to like sit and they're going to listen. Some people aren't going to like you. Some people are going to join you. And I think if you just do it, I think you could just, I think eventually, like eight months later, I think you'd have like 200 people every night join you and sing this song. I'm serious. Like I mean that so seriously. I hope so. That's a great song, right? Battle Hymn of the Republic. Also, I think you could write anything. About anything with the most dog shit lyrics with, to and just battle sing it that, and it's yeah. like, that's a good it's song, be great, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's the hallmark of a good song is when it doesn't even matter what you say. Yeah, it's just just put some lyrics in front of it. It's fun to sing too. It's a good group song. Like you don't have to have a good voice. Just everyone get together and just. We figured it out by the end. It sounded good. Well, your part did. I don't know. I I have like I think the both worst of us. voice. No, in the world. I think it sounded good together. I should add some Jews heart behind it in post. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably play 
battle him in the Republic on the Jews' heart. Oh, are you going to attempt it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This I think, is where we're at. I'm telling you, I think people would join. That guy would join. He'd be with us every night. Definitely. Every night, people would just be lining up and just... Ready? We're ready to sing. You can just get out the, the feelings. done this with so many different things it's crazy how and this is what separates you from me is <laughs> like I but I think we both have this weird thing where we have like a lot of natural weird talents <laughs> and like we like weird things but I'm very much of like if I'm not instantly like good at something yeah I'm probably just gonna cast it aside me very I don't know. You sucked when you first got the Jews harp. What? <laughs> that was like That's legit. That's good sounds like. No. No, that, I'm saying that was good. Two weeks. How that... long do you want to learn an instrument? Well, that's what I'm saying. I tried guitar for a day, and I was like, "This is I'll never do this, <laughs> so I'll never try." Same thing with drums. Well, everyone has that thing that like, I I've always known I would like one of these. I just never knew where to pursue one. And it's not one of those things that you could be good, really good or bad at. Like it's like a kazoo or a harmonica. Like you, you could, uh, everyone could just be mediocre if they struggle with it. Not really. I don't know how to play a harmonica. You would if you if you just sat with it for a couple hours. I spent like, the first twelve years of my life blowing into a kazoo. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was like I was like, this thing is so stupid. It makes no noise. <laughs> oh my god! All right, yeah. So that was my version of Battle Him of the Republic. Like Hopefully it. we can get it out. I think that's a good way to just start the podcast, honestly. We just put it at the beginning. Yeah, seriously. It should be the whole episode. Yeah, I think this I think this is the episode. There could be more. We could talk. But why put it in a separate part? Well, there is something I want to talk about on tonight's episode, so why don't we end this, and we'll have a short topic and introduce the podcast, and we'll introduce this, and then that'll be like a, the thing. Sure, okay. All right. Thank <laughs> you.